0: In a world where movies are abundant, but podcasts are. Well, well, podcasts are also abundant. Comes another podcast about movies. You're listening to. Stop Talking During Movies. Hey,
1: what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 10 of Stop Talking During Movies. I'm your host. The MC, known as SYQ, that's sick, and that's a lot of letters. And also not really known, because if I was known, then, yeah, yeah be famous. F- famous. Um, the world's on fire right now. Uh, we got a global pandemic, and I'm doing a podcast about movies, because that's how I roll, yo. Um, yeah, I was contemplating just not doing the episode, or maybe just doing a top 5 or top 8 or top 10 dystopian future movies or apocalyptic movies or something like that. I want to do that. I'm going to talk to the wife and uh see if she wants to do that for next week cuz there's a lot of great movies out there um for that topic. <clears throat> um and I don't know if you guys are like me, but when, you know, I have like distress in my personal life or, you know, things are not going well or it's, you know, you're depressed or whatever and And, you know, these things aren't going great. Hold on one second. Sorry about that. Um, I like to watch movies like that. I like to watch World War II movies or movies that are covering things that are grander than your little problems in your little life. And um, it just kind of helps. It's therapeutic. It's cathartic. um, And it's not that it's it's not the schadenfreude. But it's not like I'm looking at it and saying, oh, God, look at, you know, all this bad stuff's happening to those people. And thank God it's not happening to me. I think it's more putting everything into context, um, your your problems in your life and, you know, things like that. And I know when the global pandemic started happening, you know, the coronavirus started shutting down. We started shutting down because of it. Um, I was like, I I just kind of had that urge to watch apocalyptic films, watched um, Contagion right away. And I was like, Yes um just felt really good it was a great movie i don't know why i i think it is just putting the problems that you have in context um and it you know it's just one of the reasons why i love movies it's not really an escape for me but it's a i i I, it's an empathy machine it's something that you can just dive into and um just find empathy in what other people are going through, even though these people are fictitious and is you know, whatever. Why am I talking about why we love movies? If you're listening to this, you very likely love movies the same way I do. So I don't know if you're like that. If if things start going bad in your life, you're like, yeah, I got to watch me a world war two movie or a apocalyptic movie or a movie that just has grander problems, but I'm very much like that. So, um, yeah, maybe next episode we'll do the top, you know top eight or top five or top whatever apocalyptic movies i really want to do that but this this episode i'm going to rank the last five movies that i watched and i finally got to the movies that my wife was going to force me to watch she got to pick the next three movies that i watched and it didn't really go that way but she picked three out of the next four movies we watched together and uh and i don't know if you if you don't uh, just to catch you up really quick i had her watch Lady Macbeth with me and there was a horrifying scene in the movie that really disturbed her and she didn't like it at all and so I promised her she got to choose the next three movies so she first chose The Hustle which was a horrendous movie um and we got to the next two so she got and those two are going to be on my list one of them wasn't too bad uh, one of them was fairly bad so um on my list today just to, real quick I got a mediocre movie two-star movie, a good movie, three-star movie, and two great movies, four-star movies, and one exceptional movie, four-and-a-half-star movies, um, on my list. So, we'll start with number five. Uh, this is one of the movies that my wife forced me to watch, and I never would have watched this movie. Oh, and by the way, there's two movies on my list, uh, that feature a very good comedic actress who I like very much, Rose Byrne. Um, and this is one of them. Like a Boss from 2020. A uh, movie came out this year. Um, did not like this movie very much, but I laughed a few times. I cannot uh, lie. I did laugh at this movie a few times. Um, now, was that, was that because of the scotch that I was drinking while watching this movie? Possibly. Um, now, I know you if you uh, have listened to this podcast or if you know me, I try not to ever drink any alcohol while watching a movie for the first time because i want to absorb it the way it's supposed to be absorbed and uh you know i used to you know have a glass of scotch or a glass of wine while watching a movie years ago um i used to do that a lot but then i found myself thinking um sorry i found myself really loving a lot of chick flicks and really bad movies and like ah, it's not that bad jennifer aniston's killing it man uh and then I was like yeah maybe that's a scotch talking. I think that might be the case here with like a boss. Um but I did laugh a few times. Rose Byrne is usually funny. I like her a lot in a lot of things. Um it's a dumb movie. It's very absurd. Um Yeah, I my wife made me watch. I would not recommend this movie. Um but I guess you could do worse. There's some funny things in it. Uh overall, yeah, not a very <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm just, sorry, I'm just looking on the letterbox, and I saw somebody, just randomly, I was scrolling through, and I saw somebody rated it five stars. What the fuck is wrong with you? Horrible. All right, um, the fourth best movie that I watched, that it was also the a movie that my wife recommended, or forced me to watch, but this one was pretty damn funny, and this one is getting ripped a lot by, by, um critics and people and in general i don't think it's getting very good reviews or it got very good reviews this is from 2019 jexie oh look at you sweet beautiful baby Hello, my name is Jaxi. I will need the passwords to all of your accounts.
0: One, two, three, four, five, six. Stupid. Huh? How can I help you? Let's get dinner. You look like you could use a salad film. What the fuck kind of phone is this? Would you like to watch some pornography now? Ooh, no. Why would you even ask me that? Because you watch pornography every night.
1: What? Shut up. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh,
0: you're okay. I'm okay, too. Thanks.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. You're okay?
0: I'm fine.
1: Starring Adam Devine, Rose Byrne again, back again, Alexandra Shipp. Uh, Michael Pena's in here. He's funny as shit. And I really like... I, I don't know if I'm saying her name correctly, but... Uh, Charlene Yi. She is very funny. Um, I don't think she ages. Uh, she looks the same. By the way, she makes an appearance on my list later on as well. Um, Jexy was pretty goddamn funny. Um, I... I looked at the reviews a little bit before we watched it. I try not to do that because it kind of taints your opinion of the movie um i found that it does that a lot but it think a lot of people are ripping this movie but i don't know what these people were watching i mean i did have a glass of scotch during this movie i'm not gonna lie but i laughed a lot during this movie Me, my wife and i were almost in tears a couple times laughing so goddamn hard um now this is a really dumb movie this is but 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 there's a lot of comedies that are really dumb you watch stepbrothers or the other guys these are dumb movies with not you know the plot doesn't matter really um it's kind of a dumb story but if you find humor in them they're then you love these movies uh jexie is one of those if you don't find this movie funny then it's just a horrifying movie i totally understand you ripping this movie but if you find it funny there's a lot to like about this movie it's um i laughed a lot very um like i said i think uh uh what's his what's his face uh, adam divine is the the main star here and he was very good i i like him i'm i'm in for watching any goofball comedy type thing that he's gonna do next i thought he was very good um and, and like i said rose byrne i really like her um she's i just everything she's in uh i'm i'm in um my wife thinks I have a crush on her. Now I'm not going to totally deny that that's, that's the case, but she's awesome. Uh, Michael Pena, very funny. Did I just repeat myself? What the fuck is going on? Um. But yeah, uh, very good movie. Very dumb, but very funny. And I wouldn't say a very good movie. It's a good movie. Three stars for me. I uh, would recommend this. But again, if you don't find the humor in this, this is not the movie for you. Um, <laughs> there's a stupid ridiculous scene in the middle of the movie that <laughs> it's just ace ventura silly it's dumb and dumber silly it's it's just absurd it's anchorman fight battle scene silly um, doesn't belong in this movie but it's very funny um, and i think adam divine just pulls it off he he commits to this movie and and uh, I it worked for me i hate when people say that or i don't hate but i'm annoyed it worked for me like, for me, this film worked, but I can totally understand if it doesn't work for you. Um, yeah, Jexy would recommend this movie, but cautiously, I suppose. All right, into the great movies. Now, this one's a little hard for me because both these movies I rate as a great films, but I could totally see myself changing my opinion on either one of these movies, and I don't know where they they should be ranked here on this list. It's very difficult for me. Uh, and now (laughs) contrast this difficulty with, uh, what's going on in the world today. It's just hilarious. Um, number three, this movie is, uh, was released in 2019, but I'm considering it a 2020 movie. So this will be considered for my 2020 top 10 rankings at the end of the year, because, it was available nowhere until 2020 or very few places. I couldn't watch it in the U.S. It was released 2020. Um, this was directed by Lorcan Finnegan, uh, starring Jesse Eisenberg and Imogen Poots. The Okay, here we go.
0: Welcome to Yonder, a wonderful development. It has
1: all you'd need and
0: all you'd want. Number nine. Number nine is not a starter home. This house is forever.
1: Play for a boy.
0: Do you have children? No.
1: It's not exactly what we're looking for. That guy was so
0: strange. Yeah. Wait, no, no, I don't think this is the right way. Yeah, this is the way we came in. Number nine again. Did we just do some kind of loop?
1: How have we just...
0: Want me to drag? Such a Because I think it's not possible. We can't make turns like this over and over. We have gone this way, Tom. Oh my God. Hello? 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 What's happening? All
1: right, I'm cutting the trailer short a little bit because um this is a perfect example of a movie that is much better served by you not watching the trailer do not watch i i would highly recommend this movie but it's i think it would be so much better if you went in to this movie blind not knowing what you're expecting maybe just get that very beginning part where you know this is a couple a young couple with no kids um probably a new relationship they're unmarried i believe um and they are taken to this neighborhood where they're shown this very generic but ideal i i idyllic uh dystopian type idyllic house i guess um by this strange man named Martin which if you picked up on if you pick up on the subtlety of his name it's i I think it's awesome um and if that's all you know about the movie going in all the better do not watch the entire trailer trust me watch this movie it's a it's a great movie and but 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 the first maybe third or half of this movie was a little bit ruined for me because the trailer gives away the first half of this movie and so when you're watching it everything's kind of wrote it's like okay we know what's going to happen here get to that part then get to this part we know what's going to happen i saw it in the trailer really made me angry because i thought if i had no idea what this movie's about and i just went into it blind i probably would have i mean this movie could be a masterpiece for me it could be you know a five star or a four and a half star movie for sure um but it was a little bit ruined for me there because I watched the trailer, so these goddamn trailers gotta stop giving away everything. This is like when the trailer back in the day when Castaway, the, the movie Castaway's trailer, played. And if you haven't seen tra- Castaway, spoiler alert, in like three seconds. Uh, in the trailer, they show Tom Hanks getting off the goddamn island. What kind of stupid-ass trailer is gonna show Tom Hanks getting off the goddamn island? Ridiculous. But this tra- yeah, th- this trailer as well, just giving away way too much but there is a lot the trailer doesn't give away the second half of the movie is is much different there's some strange things that happen that come out of nowhere that are really really effective i really liked this movie um and it and it's subtle it's a small it's a a small movie The the budget here it it kind of is uh they wear the budget on their sleeve a little bit sometimes here um gives me kind of a feel like a edward scissorhands or uh, the cat, the the really bad cat in the hat movie, um, with uh, Mike Myers. <clears throat> there's a really strange. There's a strangeness to the movie that kind of looks cheap, but it's a. To me, it's a perfect small movie, a perfect small little movie that explores some really good ideas. Um, there, I don't know if I could talk about the subtext of the movie without it ruining this movie, so I won't. Because, like I said, this movie the less you know about this movie the better and so i'll try to stop talking about it other than to say this is a great movie i really like this movie very under the radar i wish people more people would watch this movie because it's deserving of more people watching this movie now i see some people um dismissing this movie a little bit uh you know on, on letterboxd and like other critics and stuff um other critics am i a critic i'm not a goddamn critic um but when i see people talk negatively about this i'm i'm thinking yeah this is this is frustrating because you're you're being very nitpicky and overly critical of something very great now i agree i don't think this movie quite lived up to to what it could could have been i guess uh but but what it could have been is a goddamn masterpiece so the fact that it didn't live up to that who gives a shit? this is a great goddamn movie and um, I agree. This mo- I agree with um, my my wife when we watched. I watched it with her and my son, and they were very unsatisfied with the movie, and I was a bit too. But I think that's kind of the point of the movie. I think that's what the director was going for, and the writer were going for. Is to leave you with that sinking feeling of unsatisfied, of just not being satisfied throughout, you know, throughout the entire movie. You're, you're asking questions. What's going on here? What's going on here? And man, I'm giving way too much away about this movie because I think what is great about this movie or what this movie could be so much better if you know as little as possible. Now I should shut up about it right now. Um, let me just look at my notes really quick to make sure I didn't forget anything. Great performances. Um, it's a very small movie, like I said. So you just got Jesse Eisenberg and Imogen Poots. She was she was incredible, and he was great. Um, yeah, Vivarium. Watch Vivarium. Highly recommend. All right, maybe um, Maybe I should cut out some of that because what's great about, like I said, it's it's this movie would be so much better if I knew nothing about it just going in, but. And and, Okay, so now on to number two, the second best movie that I watched, that was number three. Number two, this one, it's hard to rate this one over Vivarium, and this might undermine everything I've said about Vivarium if you've seen this movie, because you might think, this movie sucks. Why is this one, this one's higher than Vivarium? Vivarium must be horrible. But this movie really worked for me. I hate when people say that. This movie is extremely, okay, the movie is This Is 40.
0: Why does it say 38 and not 40? Because your mom wants
1: to be 38. Let's not mention it
0: again. On your form, you said you were born in 1974, but your paper, it said 72. It's 1974. Oh, wait. On your last form, you said that you were born in 1975. I've been working on my rewrite. I lie about my age, okay? Okay. Okay? Okay. okay. okay.
1: I know how old you are by counting the rings.
0: <laughs> I've made a list. The do better list. We're 40 years old. If we don't do it now, when are we going to do it? Your eyes are kind of glazing over. No, no, I'm just, I'm processing it all. We have to exercise every day. I have turned your body into a boner machine. Everyone gives you a boner. Don't sell yourself short. Barb doesn't give me a boner. we have to get more involved in school your
1: son said some
0: offensive things about my daughter oh really No, you if you've
1: right. seen this is 40 you're thinking your an you're either thinking yeah i agree this is a great goddamn movie of course or you're thinking how is this a great movie what is your rating system based on why are you why are you talking about movies if you think this is 40 is a great movie and it's you know better than vivarium vivarium must be horrible this is 40 really speaks to me i really like this movie I think it's extremely funny. I laughed consistently throughout this movie. And and again, let me just uh, clarify the the last three movies that I talked about, I those were the first time I ever watched those movies. Um, this movie, this is forty. I've probably seen about four times, um, and th- this was like the fourth time I watched it uh, last week, and I still laughed consistently throughout this movie um really like this movie and i was brought i was brought to tears with laughter and almost goddamn brought to tears with the pathos in this movie um leslie mann and and i talked about her on our top five moms uh episode which was the last episode she is incredible she is such a great comedic actress and the reason why we watch this movie is because my wife forced me to watch those goddamn you know like a boss and the hustle and Jexy. And I told her, I said, why don't we just rewatch a great comedy? Let's, let's just do it. Let's drink. Let's have a glass of scotch. I'll have a glass of scotch. You have a glass of wine. And then I'll sip a little bit of your wine because you're a lightweight and you don't like to drink that much wine. And then we'll just watch a funny ass movie and have a good time. Let's do that. So we watched This is 40. That's why we watched it. And we talked about Leslie Mann and I wanted, and I kept asking her throughout, you know, and I never talk during movies unless we've already seen the goddamn movie. So I didn't break my own rule, but I'm asking her throughout. Is This top 10 mom just a top 10 mom top eight mom and uh yeah I really love Leslie Mann in this movie she her performance is so subtly great she's so good she she can turn on the emotion either way through you know she can be extremely hilarious and then in the next moment she's it just commanding your empathy commanding your sympathy um and like I said there were a few scenes in this movie where, the the real emotion conveyed by by um, her and uh, Paul Rudd and and her and or Paul Rudd and the children or her and the children in this movie is just so authentic and real. And some of the scenes in this movie, uh, some of the interactions, some of the things that are going on in, in their life, is just very relatable to me. Not that it not. Is it relatable? Yeah, it just speaks to me. I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. I just really like this movie. And so when I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking, I know that this is not something that everybody is going to agree with me on, but this movie really, really speaks to me. I think it's a great movie. It's a great comedy. Probably one of my favorite comedies. I would like to do that one time, favorite all-time comedies, but I could totally understand people not liking this. If it's not funny to you, it probably doesn't work for you. I think One of the big flaws of it is that Paul Rudd's character is really fairly one-dimensional. And uh, had they made him a little bit more three-dimensional, maybe it would have taken away from the humor, perhaps. But you have to give me a reason to like him. And it was kind of tough. My wife absolutely hated him because... Uh, he has a lot of the same qualities that I have, uh, like like uh, for instance, all of his qualities are my bad qualities. I have you know good qualities that, that that character didn't possess. But my wife was just like, oh my god, this is what you do. I always tell you, why don't you stop eating goddamn fries? What are you doing to your health? You know, and she's she's getting angry with this character because he's just doing all the things that I do um, negatively, and none of the things I do that are positive. So. And, and I agree. I think that this he wasn't given much, you know, depth, I guess. But it was funny, though. It was hilarious. The kids in this movie are adorable. It was a, a really fun to watch. Um, but yeah, comedy is the most subjective uh, genre of movies, in my opinion. And I, again, hate when I should never say in my opinion, because all of this is my opinion. To be honest, it's all my opinion. To be honest in my opinion, it worked for me. Um, Yeah, this is 40 from 2012, directed by Jed Apatow. I like almost everything Jed Apatow puts out, I like. I don't think I've seen anything by him that I dislike, um, but this one I love. So, this is 40. Really like this movie. Um, Number one, the best movie that I watched. Now, (sighs) this is an exceptional film for me. Four and a half stars, almost a masterpiece. One of my all time favorite movies. I kind of debated whether or not to even talk about this movie because eh, it's, you know, this is why I'm putting this movie on here because I don't know how long I'm going to do this podcast. I may not do it that much longer because, uh, you know, I want these, this thing to grow. And if it's not growing, then I don't know what's the point, right? Um, but I figured I might as well just talk about it because it is one of my all-time favorite movies. I've seen it nine times, I don't know. This is maybe the ninth time I watched it. The Dark Knight from 2008. Oh, and by the way, the suit, it wasn't cheap. You ought to
0: know, you bought it. Shit. I want to hear proposition. Let's wind the clocks back a year. These cops and lawyers wouldn't dare any of you. I mean, what happened? Your, your balls drop off? Hmm? You see a guy like me... A freak. A, a, a guy like me. Look, listen. I know why you choose to have your little <clears throat> group therapy sessions in broad daylight. I know why you're afraid to go out at night. The Batman. See, Batman has shown Gotham your true colors. Unfortunately, Dent. He's just the beginning. And and as for uh, the television's so-called plan, Batman.
1: This has- is one of the all-time great movies, in my opinion. Uh, this, like I said, it's like the ninth time I've seen this movie um christian bell's batman is one of an one of in one of film's all-time great characters and he's not even the best character in this movie heath ledger's joker top five maybe top 10 characters of all time in movies as far as this broadcaster is concerned um that was sarcasm just in case you don't know um heath ledger is not not the part about Heath Ledger being great. That that was great. I'm talking about the broadcaster part. Anyways, Heath Ledger's Joker, such a great goddamn character. This movie has so many uh, scenes that would that if I were to do in top ten scenes of all time, five of them could be from this movie. This is such a great goddamn movie. The the characters are so good. The it's a it's a nuanced but simple story about morality, crime, heroism, villainy. Um, the best superhero movie ever made, um, as far as I'm concerned. Great music, great pacing, great cinematography. It's a near perfect movie. I think, oh, oh by the way, this, this is, this movie, this is the, I watched this movie with my daughter, who's 11. Oh my God, she's 11. She's getting so goddamn old. Oh, that hurts. Anyways, it's great, but it hurts at the same time. If you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about. Um, it's the first time she had seen the movie we watched it together it's pretty violent there's some violent stuff in here but you know i told her what was coming up and and uh you know i kind of let her choose if she wanted to watch it i told her what was about to happen i'd pause it you know on the really bad scenes um so you know there's that but um it was her first time watching it i realized halfway through or you know a lot of the way through this is an epic movie this is an epic movie it's very it's long it's uh what is it what what is it coming in at 152 minutes two and a half hours long, and you feel that watching it with an 11 year old girl, uh she, I don't think she loved it she was, you know she, I I think she liked it a little bit but it wasn't her cup of tea I think this movie works much better for adults and young adults and you know it's just it's not a kid superhero movie they're not there's not a lot of flashy things to grab your attention at every moment. Um, And I do not consider that a flaw in the least. This is an epic film. This is, I don't even know if this is, is this a six act movie or five acts here? What what do we got? I I would really like to do an analysis on this. How many acts are in this movie? I don't think it's a three act movie. There's not a simple three act structure. It's uh, this easily could have been two movies easily, but it's blended together. It's, it's, uh, combined together and it never feels long. It never feels boring. At least not to this broadcaster. Um, I loved it. Could have used more of it. In fact, if, uh, you know, they could have gone on longer for, for my money. Um, you know, there, there, there's a point halfway through the movie or two thirds through the movie that they easily could have wrapped it up with one of the great all time scenes of uh, Joker, hanging upside down on a, on a, off the ledge of a building that could have easily been the end, end of the movie. Um, but what comes after is great. It's great. It's great. After that, it's still great. It. I, I can't say enough good things about this movie. Um, and I'm rambling about it, but I love this movie. You take away a few of the cheesy lines. There's a, there's a few cheesy lines in here. One liners. There's a few all too convenient you know, uh, action scenes that just set up the plot points, um, you know, like uh, I'm trying to give an example here where is this a spoiler? No, Joker is shooting at a SWAT car, a SWAT vehicle or, or a, uh, a armored vehicle, and he's shooting it up with weapons and he constantly keeps getting bigger weapons and bigger weapons. And of course, the cop says he's going to he's going to need more firepower than that. And Joker pulls out a goddamn bazooka. Is that a bazooka? Kind of silly and then Joker proceeds to shoot the bazooka not at the car that he's aiming at but at a car in front of the car that he's aiming at. Now is this all planned? No, I don't think so. I, a little bit silly, a little bit too contrived. Um, you see a helicopter get taken down the building as if all these things, you know, as if you could plan exactly where that helicopter is going to be to take this helicopter down with wires crisscrossing the building some ultra convenient things in this movie um the opening scene of this of this movie is incredible but also a little bit too convenient um and you'll see what i i guess everybody's seen this goddamn movie the school buses the school bus backing into the which is a cheesy line uh joker's standing there and he's like the, the clown's like i guess you're supposed to kill me too and joker's like no i killed the bus driver and then the bus, where, and he's like, what bus driver? And then the bus conveniently hits the clown as it backs into the bank at that exact moment. And then the school bus drives out into a line of school buses that have kids playing about, playing inside of them. And then they conveniently just drive away. As if every school bus driver there wouldn't have seen what was going on. As if every person walking on the streets around this bank wouldn't have seen what's going on. Um, things like that. That's the opening scene. But aside from that, aside from those small little nitpicky things that, of course, you can nitpick. You can pretty pretty much nitpick any movie you want ever. But those things are just a little bit too abundant and a little bit too overt, I guess, for me to say for myself that this is a masterpiece. But it's still this is top twenty five, top thirty movies of all time for me. Um, love this movie, Dark Knight. Now, it's just like I said, I don't even know if I wanted to talk about this. It's like, oh, yeah, Dark Knight, great movie. Yeah, oh, fucking great take. Um, but I watched it for the first time with my daughter, so I thought I'd talk about it. And again, I don't know how long I'm going to be doing this podcast, so I might as well talk about some of my favorite movies of all time. So next week, um, expect Forrest Gump and Goodwill Hunting. Uh, uh, what it was it? Wasn't it? La La Land, Lolita. Um, expect all these movies to be talked about. Uh, so that is this episode. Episode 10. Next episode, I have no idea what we're going to be doing. Oh, oh, I have a buddy that is a also a movie lover. He's going to be coming on. Zach, um, we're going to be talking about top five foreign films that we've each... Uh, our top five foreign films. Now, I'm not a huge foreign film guy. Uh, I watch them, but I almost always dread watching them uh now that's bad i i get it but and to be fair let me let me uh, clarify one of my top 5 all time favorite movies life is beautiful is a foreign foreign film so i'm not opposed to them i just kind of dread watching them and then when i watch them i'm usually impressed and usually like them because you know i'm not watching the um the hustle from france you know i'm not watching france's equivalent film that's of the hustle where it's a shitty movie i'm watching usually the best exemplars of films from the, that country. So I'm almost always impressed or satisfied. So, um, but you know, I, I, when he first suggested that topic, I was like, Oh, great foreign films. I'm, I'm going to come up with three and then have to fudge it and include some British movies. Um, but I came up with a solid list. I, um, I immediately, came up with like 12 movies and I was like oh shit god I've seen a lot of goddamn foreign films 12 off the top of my head or just with really quick research in five minutes um of movies that I thought were great goddamn movies and I'm like oh I could do a top five easily to this let's get it um so I'm going to be doing that episode with him soon my wife and I are going to be doing top eight fathers for father's day and I wanted to do dystopian films but um you can contact me at stop talking during movies Uh, On Facebook, just look up Stop Talking During Movies, the podcast. On Facebook or stdmpodcast at gmail.com or stdmpod at gmail.com. Both should work. Um, You can also contact me at syqnys at yahoo.com. Twitter is bad right now. Let's get Twitter up and going. Um, Or comment wherever you see this podcast. Let let me know your favorite uh, fathers in film. Let me know your favorite dystopian movies. Let me know what you're watching. Recommend some movies to me, because we are in a crazy time right now, and uh, if you love movies like I love movies, I want to see something good now. Right now is a good time to be watching movies. You know, recommend some movies to me. Hit me up. Let's get this thing, let's, let's grow this movie podcast, and if we don't, who gives a fuck? It's just me blabbing. All right, until next time. Stop talking, up, during though movies. I'm getting older. My wifey gonna roller rise You're bragging about sex. Why not you what? brag about these dishes? Why don't you brag about this mess? Aren't you brag about these bills? You can't brag about your checks. Can Bro. I open pickle jars with my bare hands? The answer's yes, boom. I'm sick of all these rappers bragging. They can jack my queen. Oh, the club and steal a heart. Yeah, but that's so mean. Bet this GQ's gonna cover when I grab this magazine. Nah, I'm not jealous, man, that's not happening nope. To be completely honest, if she ever cheated, bro I wouldn't hate the guy that's not the Jerry Springer show Jerry. If something was afoot, I'd be kicking in the dough Door. Blow up and i kiss her by like a missile toe. I'm a joker, joker, no midnight toker, toker No, not a smoker, smoker, no, I am joker, joker Yes, I am joker, joker Yes, I am bunny. funny, not penny wise. Why not good with money, money Yes, I'm a joker, joker No midnight toker, toker.